Welcome to Grandiose Grammar. I'm Aoife, a grammar enthusiast and a lecturer at Philips Universität Marburg. This week, I'm going to walk you through how I figure out the meaning of a verb phrase if it's a tricky one. I recently received an email from a student who had some exam preparation questions. The student formulated the fact that they had questions in an unusual manner. It was, during my revision, some questions have been arising. Now, why did the verb phrase have been arising irk me? When I read the verb phrase, my mind automatically wanted to correct it to have arisen. But that's not interesting, is it? It doesn't tell you how I arrived at that correction. We'll dig into the easy bit first and then I'll talk you through my thought process. The verb phrase have been arising is clearly present perfect because the use of have as an auxiliary verb in the present tense been indicates the passive voice and the ing ending makes it progressive. Now, just because I've identified tense, aspect and voice doesn't really help because the verb phrase still sounds weird. There are two things that are bothersome. One is the passive voice and the other is the progressive aspect. We'll start with the passive voice because that was by far the easiest part to resolve. The verb arise is an intransitive verb. That means it doesn't take a direct object. Verbs that do not take a direct object are anti-passive. Why? Because the object of an active voice verb phrase becomes the subject of the passive verb phrase. Because we know the verb arise is intransitive, we can already start editing the verb phrase the student has written by transposing it back into the active voice. A simple correction will take us to have plus a main verb. Now for the slightly trickier part. We all know that to formulate the progressive aspect, we require some form of the verb be plus a verb with an ing ending. And we know that have and be and verb plus ing equates to the perfect progressive passive, which cannot be right because our verb phrase is anti-passive. The next permutation is to ask ourselves if we can change the aspect. Let's try removing the perfect aspect. During my revision, some questions be arising. Now, that just sounds weird. Yes, I know that sounds weird is not a helpful answer. We need to understand why it sounds weird. First of all, semantically, it doesn't make sense. The present tense combined with the progressive aspect would mean that the action is happening now. But the context of the email tells me that this is a recent past action with present relevance. Past actions with present relevance call for the perfect aspect. Let's try a permutation without the progressive. During my revision, some questions have arising. The verb ending is incorrect. Perfect aspect calls for the ED participle. And because arise is highly irregular, arise, arose, arisen, it brings me to questions have arisen. Now the verb phrase totally makes sense. Present perfect active means that we have a past action with present relevance. But that was not enough for me. No, no. I had a sneaking suspicion that in addition to being intransitive, the verb phrase might be stative. Stative verbs do exactly what it says on the tin and are verbs that refer to states of existence. Stative verbs also happen to be anti-progressive. I have a handy little test for deciding whether or not a verb is stative. I call it the binary test. Either the state exists or it does not. Questions arose, 
or they did not arise. In either case, the verb isn't focusing on a process that is dynamic. Instead, it's focusing on the existence of the question. I often run the binary test if I think an ing ending on a verb sounds out of place. To confirm my suspicion that arise is a stative verb, I also looked it up in a dictionary because dictionaries often give handy information like that. And yes, my suspicions were confirmed. Here's what the Merriam-Webster has to say. Definition of arise, intransitive. Quote, to begin, to occur or exist, to come into being or to attention, end quote. So yes, it's definitely anti-passive. And the definition makes me believe that it is stative. So it sounds right for fulfilling the requirements of a state of verb. Here's Bibra et al's definition of verbs of existence, and it can be found on page 109 of the Longman Grammar of Spoken and Written English. I quote, Verbs of existence or relationship report a state of existence or a logical relationship that exists between entities. End quote. Bingo! This confirms all of my suspicions and it gives me the satisfaction of knowing I have left no stone unturned in my quest to figure out why questions have been arising is weird and why my gut feeling correction to have arisen is right. Hopefully all that made sense to you. If you've got some weird looking verb phrases you'd like me to correct for you, leave them in the comments section of the blog entry. If you have a question you'd like me to answer, feel free to contact me via the contact form on grandiosegrammar.com or over on Twitter. Thanks for listening and stay tuned for the next episode.